0: The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances.
1: Welcome to episode 48 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the Membership Director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan.
2: Hello, Chris. Nice to
1: talk to you again today. Now, Kevin, today is somewhat of a special day, I think. So, what do you work for then? <laughs> I think it's someone's birthday today. So a very happy birthday to you, Kevin.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Another year older, um, another year of being another awkward sod. <laughs> We're recording on your birthday
1: today, so you're working on your birthday. I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm sure everyone listening will appreciate that fact
2: too. But I love this stuff, right? So it, to me, it's not work to be sharing stuff, particularly when we're going to hear from a, just a wonderful person who I met last night, actually, and she was waving her book enthusiastically, talking about IP and talking about her sass and just sharing, 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 you know, and so full of energy. Um, I'm still infected by that energy this morning, you know, a day after. So uh, nothing gives me more pleasure. And, you know, my birthday celebration is really going to be about this evening with my family, going out for a lovely meal and uh, sharing Things and it's going to be uh, it's going to be very nice. When you get to my age, it's really not about what you do during the day. It's it's how what you do during the year. And um, I spread enough of my time with the number of holidays I have in a year to enjoy that. It's uh, not really critical to worry about me doing some work today, Chris. I'm happy.
1: (laughs) Well, Well, you're right in that we do have a, a, a wonderful guest today, actually, and for the second time because we're inviting Bronwyn Vercombe back onto the show today, and Bronwyn first appeared on Wealth Talk back in episode 15, talking uh, about home capacity. And um, Bronwyn was speaking at an event last night, and we both know Bronwyn very well. She's a, a good friend to us both. And um, you've worked with Bronwyn for for, for how long now, Kevin?
2: Uh, I would say I've worked with Bronwyn now probably, it feels like maybe five, six years. So, you know, we helped Bronwyn, Um, really organized that uh, pension that you've heard so much talk about, which is the SAS. And uh, she's put that to incredible good work, which has dramatically increased her returns, which in turn has served her property journey. And she was speaking at a SAS event yesterday, 65 people in the room, all learning, all talking, all sharing about the joys of SAS. So, you know, people should definitely tune in and um and join the SAS alliance which is an organization that supports people to try and understand this because some of the best kept secrets you know um you know are, are hidden from people simply because the whole kind of financial services industry is revolves around protecting itself and keeping the fees and what a SAS does is frees people up to be able to manage their money themselves and what i say is if you can manage your business you can manage your SaaS and uh She's a great exponent of that, but um, she was also in one of my uh, programs, her and John, um, who obviously is uh, incredibly passionate about the sea, and um, and you'll hear a little more about that from Bronwyn. Yeah, but they were working with me in a mentor program for a couple of years or so, um, together with a group of um, like-minded business families, and it was really fun, and, and you really get to here her enthusiasm and how infectious she is and how genuine and warm she is so I can't wait for her to share a bit more information than what she shared at the beginning which is really all about um, just that using home capacity which you know is a very small part of what she's done so I'd like her to have much more airtime. so thank you Bronwyn. Actually a couple of other things haven't we Chris?
1: We do. Yeah. So we should certainly give a shout out to our two most recent reviews that we've received. And that's from Lee, who said there's so much good advice in these podcasts that it's fast becoming an essential listen for anyone who's serious about their business, top quality guests and content. All summarized eloquently by Kevin and Christian. So thank you very much, Lee. We appreciate that. And and we also had one from George who uh, who commented, I've recently binge listened to all the podcasts. It's a great resource, not only for SAS pensions, but for building wealth in general. So thank you so much to George and Lee and everyone else who's been leaving reviews. And um, if anyone listening would like to leave a review, then if you're listening on iTunes, on your Apple podcast, then you can head over and uh, just tap the app and leave a review there. Or if you're listening somewhere like Spotify, I know you can't leave reviews there. So you can head over to the wealthbuilders.co.uk forward slash Wealth Talk page, scroll to the bottom and leave a comment there if you'd like to do so.
2: I mean, it's really important for us because um, look, you know, we we know that only 5% of the population make it to financial independence. And we're on a The two-man mission and the team, Chris, to to get that to more and more and more people. And the podcast is often a way that people get their first exposure to the principles of wealth. Now, we're not encouraging people to binge listen to 47 episodes like George has done. Uh, But, um, well, you know, we really want to get that message out. So uh, leaving a review doesn't sound like it's a big ask. Uh, If you've really enjoyed it, just take that minute, just one minute. Uh, If we uh, enjoyed what we're sharing with you, share something back, please. And this is one of the principles of wealth building, which is sharing.
1: Okay, so today we are going to hear from Bronwyn and we are continuing with kind of business and intellectual property. And there's many lessons uh, in the conversation with Bronwyn today. And Kevin, I think that we can do a good debrief after Bronwyn has shared some of her story with us. Hello, Bronwyn. Welcome to Wealth Talk.
0: Hi Chris, how are you?
1: Very good, thank you. Great to have you on here today Bronwyn. Now we've spoken before in the past for Skate the Rat Race and you were travelling the world at that point and I'm sure we'll get to hear some of that story today hopefully. But for anyone else listening, why don't you just take a minute and share a little bit about kind of your connection with Wealth Builders and um, and, and where that all began for you.
0: Of course. Well, we're talking about five, six years ago now. Um, I was working in the city, working really long hours, Lloyds Bank, 21 years, and um, I decided that I just didn't want to do that commute anymore and didn't want to uh, take my pension when I was 67. So um, I started in property and got a really good education with Simon Zucci and the uh, Property Investors Network. Um, And the key for me at that point was was really understanding and learning from an expert uh, about property. And I met Kevin in my first year when I was learning. I actually met him up in Birmingham when I was uh, on my mastermind program. And what I was looking for then was investors. I was looking for investors in my residential property investing because I ran out of money very quickly, of course. Um, and I met Kevin to see if I could borrow from other people from SIPs and Sasses. So I was already looking at the pensions side of things, even though it wasn't my pension, I was looking to borrow from other people's. But a long story short, um, after a couple of years, John and I both were able to give up our our day jobs through property rental. And um, yeah, another year after investing a bit more into larger deals and commercial deals, we were able to um, escape the UK and my husband did the Clip Around the World Yacht Race. I traveled and followed him around the world and had my own adventures. And um, still running the business while we were going. Um, And then coming back to the UK, we just thought, well, my goodness, you know, we'll keep investing in property. But the big thing about going around the world for me was actually starting another business. So we did the property. We started another business in terms of helping educate other people and helping inspire other people from what we've done. Um, And yeah, so Kevin's been part of that. I created my own SaaS um about 3 years ago now and uh, that's a very different business of course so not only do I bo- still borrow from other people I I also lend to people um through my own SAS so it's been a, it's been a whirlwind really 5 years sounds a long time but it's it's gone so fast and I've created lots of businesses in the in the process and of course I've got my book coming out and I know we're going to talk about that soon
1: mm, we will indeed and Kevin and I talk about, you know, kind of the length of time, how long does it take to become financially independent? And Kevin will often say, you know, if you really focus on it, that it can be achieved within five to seven years. And I think you've proved there that by using leverage, and maybe we can talk on some of the aspects of the Wealth Builders model and, and obviously focusing on your pillars, focusing on property first. And then, mm. as you mentioned, looking at the pension pillar, I know mm. that the joint venture pillar, is also Mm -hmm. one that you've engaged in and for anyone listening now your story which of course you've just written a book about and we're talking about IP today and before the book obviously has to come that education that experience so Mm -hmm. you can't shortcut that process can you?
0: No not at all and we decided to invest you know quite a lot of money in our education to begin with and, and it's all it's really important to learn from somebody who's already doing it, who's got the experience and and who can really share their story and their examples. So that was that was really important to both John and myself, but also the accountability and support that you get through coaching, coaching, mentoring, you know, having having somebody to just hold your hand uh, through some of the difficult stages is, is very important um, yeah the joint venture pillar yes you run out of money very quickly but also if you haven't got the skill sets um, for certain things but you've got other skills you can actually combine those and work with other people so I've got a lot of examples of those in my book um, it was particularly important when we ran out of money but we had the knowledge so we'd we'd obviously learnt about property investing and other people had money so if you combine the two together and if somebody's happy to share the risk and share the upside and the downside, then that's how a joint venture can work. And we've we've done a few of those, and we're and we're still doing them um, around development now. Yeah, so we've moved from resi to through to commercial and doing um, sort of new developments. Um, so at every stage, no matter where I was in my knowledge, there was always somebody. And something I could do that was, um, you know, more advanced, but I needed somebody else to help either through coaching or mentoring or through joint venturing.
1: Mm. And we talk about when you're on this entrepreneurial journey, when you're crossing the bridge from kind of where you are Mm. to where you want to get to, that it's really important to always have an arm stretched out both ways, one in front of you to learn from the mentors. And you've talked a lot about getting great education from people that have already been there and done it. But then you obviously decided at, at one point that it was the right time for you to kind of reach out behind you and to start helping those mm-hmm. who were a little bit earlier on in their mm-hmm. journey. So tell us yeah. about how that came about, Bronwyn.
0: Yes, of course. Um, so having completed Simon Zucci's Property Mastermind program, he invited uh, me to host the Southampton PIN meeting, which is a monthly meeting that, that, you know, as a host, you've got a lot of responsibility, but you don't get paid to do it. Um, and being invited to do that after just 12 months um, of, of education was, was quite an honour, really. So, so I ran that PIN meeting. Um, I Through that, we invite speakers to talk, um, and I really enjoyed it. And through that, people saw me as a role model, And it opened my eyes up that actually I I was inspiring people. And I just really enjoyed um, helping people. And when John said he was going to sign up um, and to do all the way around the world, which is 12 months of of travel, and I wouldn't see him a huge amount (laughs) during that time, I, I thought, well, now's my chance to create a business where I can help other people because I enjoyed it so much. So I thought, well, if I'm traveling too, it won't be face-to-face education, let's do something that's going to be online, online webinars, that's what I chose to do. Um, And and including coaching of course, because I know how important that is. So so it took me a little while to set up various modules, to create that business online, and then to take it around the world. And I would be here with my uh, headphones on coaching people sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes overlooking the gorgeous wit Sundays in in Australia. And, and quite often my coaches wouldn't wouldn't even know where I was. Um, but I absolutely loved it and I got great feedback. so that created my business. Um, at that point,
1: mm. so that obviously is intellectual property. It's taking yes, your knowledge, indeed. turning that into a product yeah. that yes. is online, which someone can purchase twenty four seven when you're asleep, when you're traveling, and obviously yeah. then the coaching is a is a commitment from your side. But as you say, you can do that wherever you are, and you know to fit around your
0: schedule indeed and you know Simon Zucci gave me his blessing as well Um, he felt that there was a was a gap in the market and that he was uh, right behind me and supporting me in doing that so Mm. that helped me too Um, and yeah.
1: Okay and so around about I suppose two years on now you are at the point where you've just written your first book Brahmin. so how has that experience been for you? Well,
0: yes, very, very difficult. <laughs> I must admit, writing a book. Here it is. Uh, I'm, I'm holding it up. Uh, building your dream life. It, it was really possible because of the time freedom that we had. Um, having, having travelled the world, we had a lot of interest in the press. The press were coming to us saying, "Oh, we want to interview you." We, they did lots of articles in magazines and things. And I thought, well, my goodness, you know. It is a bit unusual what we've done, being, being able to have traveled the world and, and keep a business going and and have, have fun at the same time. A lot of people in property will, um, you know, they'll start looking for new deals and keep looking for new deals and even... Um, manage their own properties and that's something that John and I have never done Um, and and it's all about leverage using other people making sure that we use experts and we have different people looking after different parts of our property business so our residential all our properties are managed by uh, people who invest themselves so not high street agents but people that we know and trust so that's one part of it we have a guest house business That's a trading business. So that's also in the business pillar, really, um, rather than just the property pillar. Um, That's the guest houses, a bit more more like hotels, really. So that business is managed by other people, um, but we have to manage them. So we've still got a lot of responsibility in that side of it. And then we've got the small developments where we joint venture with a developer. And we create we sort of create the opportunity to to do some amazing deals there. So again, we can do that anywhere in the world um, as long as we're around to sign the documents to do um, some of the, 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 the detail in the UK. Um, so, so yeah, the, the key for me was this is this is inspirational to other people. And can can I share what I know um, to help other people? Understand and, and know the steps to, to create that freedom. And that's why I decided that I would write the book. Having travelled the world, John wanted to, to see a bit more of the land and not just the sea. So we said, well, if we're going to write books, he's going to write one as well about his Clipper um, ocean racing experience. We said that we would go back to the Whit Sundays um, in northern Queensland, and that would be the place that we would write our books. So we, we set off with that as a mission. We did a bit of house sitting over there. We, we did three months in one property, looking after the house, watering the garden and got our sort of laptops out. um, And that's when we we started writing. But of course, it's not that easy. Um, I'm not great with, you know, writing particularly. I'm I'm great with people. (laughs) But sit sit me down just to write a book, and I was thinking that's going to be so difficult. So I did get a book coach. I got somebody who was going to um, nudge me, to push me, to motivate me. And uh, all she did was just have that regular sign in you know coaching mentoring and helping me structure what i was doing and it gave me the impetus to finish it and you know yourself you've written a book of course um it's not easy and getting getting it organized and structured because it's all in your head it's really hard to get it down in writing um but you know i've um I finished it. I've uh, got a publisher. It publishes this Friday, the 28th. Of course, it depends when you're listening to this podcast. But um, yes, I can't believe it's actually out and in writing and um, yeah, lots and lots of case studies in there as well. And that really brought it to life. I did a bit of research with, um, with people as to what they would want to see in a book. Um, a lot of people said, I don't want just the glossy, you know, look well, look what I've done, rah, rah, you know. Of course, there's loads of books about that. They wanted to hear the problems, what went wrong and how I overcame those problems um, and how I managed my risks. And uh, so that's really pretty much how the book is structured around uh, around the case studies and mindset, risk management um, and how to overcome those problems. Yeah.
1: Well, it looks great. I can see it. We're actually recording this interview on video. So for anyone who would like to watch the recording can see the uh, the book there of Bronwyn, then uh, head over to the Wealth Builders membership site. If you yeah. access for free there, you can see a whole host of our podcast interviews there. So Bronwyn, you touched on the word leverage there. I just want to bring yeah. that point out because it's such an important yeah. lesson for anyone listening now. We have the model at Wealth Builders, which we teach our um, our members is F I R S T, which is Financial Leverage, Intellectual Relationships, Systems and Time. And I think you've really put all of those areas yeah. into play, haven't you, Bromin?
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Multiple times. <laughs> it is a process and it is, you know, to, to build the confidence to take that next step, to turn that next wheel. You do need to have different things in place. Um, and that's what I teach a lot of people um, because, you need that confidence to come across to investors as trustworthy and to take that next step. If it's a joint venture, if it's, if it's starting out in business, there's so many different things. I call it the foundation steps. You know, you have to have that foundation in place before you can move to that next stage. So it's the same with, with the pillars and and first, it's the same process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Bronwyn,
1: final word, why is writing a book so important for you in your business? How do you think this will now help you to reach even more people and kind of take that next step?
0: Well, I'm a very visual person. Um, Books, I struggle with books. I I listen to uh, Audible, a lot of audio books. And um, so what I decided that you know, it has to start with the paper to begin with. And a lot of people um, who perhaps I don't reach to uh, will, will pick that book up and read it and then realise maybe they could they could start learning with me. Um, I've created an audible version of the book, of course. That's one of the first things I did after I'd finished the manuscript was, was do, was record it so that people could access it um, in that way as well. Um, but the important thing is that you can reread it. You can look at the case studies you can see the reality of it and then you can engage with me and and have a chat. Um, So yes, it's going to reach so many more people. Of course, it's going to be given as part of my program along with Simon Zucci's book. Um, And there's a whole chapter in there about SAS pensions and a whole section about SAS and how pensions have helped too. And it's an all-round book with so many different elements to it. But I think it's going to give people... Um, real insight to what's possible and then want to drill down further. Yeah.
1: I know you've been working with and supporting many of our Wealth Builder students as well on their property journey. So I'm sure that now with the release of the book, there'll be many more who will be able to uh, reach out to you as well. So thank you very much for sharing, Bronwyn. Congratulations on a fantastic story so far and I'm sure there's much more to come.
0: Thank you very much, Chris. And I think there's a book in everybody. So I encourage people listening to this to think about what's, what could you write about to help other people in their journeys?
1: Always great to hear Bronwyn's story there, Kevin, isn't it? And um, I think lesson is really thinking about everything we've talked about across all the episodes and how you really have to, well, in order to get to that point of being able to create IP, you can't skip any of the steps, can you, Kevin? You have to begin at the beginning, which is always getting the education and choosing your pillars.
2: Got to wear your stripes, right? So one of the great quotes that, uh, you know, I've heard, which is about being a, a really good entrepreneur is about spending time doing the things most people will not so that in the end, you can you can live a life that most people will never be able to do or cannot. You know, so although I got the quote wrong, it doesn't matter, you get the point. What Bronwyn has done is put all the effort in. She's done it deliberately. She's turned a wheel several times, you know, and then gone to bigger and better and stronger wheels. And each time, never been shy of taking um, the the education and the guidance. You heard she was part of an educational program and a mastermind program. She paid to work with me on my program. She's Um, she's also working with other people on their programs. So she's not shy of investing because she knows if you invest with others, if you get somebody you truly resonate with, who's a world-class coach or a guide or a mentor, um, then you can accelerate yourself. You can get to where you want to quicker. And I think she's got to her financial independence completely to live a life that she wants. And most people only ever dream of. In fact, I think that's the title of her book, The Dream Life is in, in what, less than seven years? And that's 84 months, you know, 84 months. And 84 months, people let slip by. You know, most people will seriously underestimate what can be done in 10 years. They just simply do not take the necessary steps. And that's what I encourage everybody to do. If you're working with us, you know, we encourage a step every single month without fail. Do something, do something, even if it's a small amount of activity, because it's easy to get stuck And when you get stuck, you stop. And stopping means you'll never really be wealthy and you'll definitely never be able to create IP because you won't have enough credibility
1: no and actually you've just reminded me kevin which before i forget i'll let everyone know that we've now got the wealth charts back in stock so if you want that reminder on your wall in front of you every day never let 30 days go by without doing something to build your wealth then the the wealth chart is definitely a good addition so um if anyone would like one head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk forward slash wealth chart for that so yes back onto bronwyn and um and I guess before even choosing your pillars, Kevin, we talk about and we teach that you need to really get clear on your why and you have to have that catalyst at the beginning. And Bronwyn said she was at work. She really was in the rat race and she was looking at the pension statement and she just thought, this is not good enough. Something needs to change. And that was the catalyst for Bronwyn.
2: Yeah. And actually, you know, I saw her presentation last night to to these people sort of eager to listen to what she had to say. And actually what she said, she was a job slave. You know, she used the word slave and that's a really really powerful word and she had shackles you know as a as a visual and so she obviously felt it much more strongly than than we think and that's a very powerful uh, reason why for her and uh, and I think she's powered through and she looks back on the job with fondness in the sense that it it allowed her to build up a very sizable pension but she got to the point you know where she just realized she could not do the commute she could not be doing that same Time for money every week, every month, every year and did something about it. And that's the other big difference. You know, she's uh, very keen to keep moving forward and she's got full of energy. You could tell that from the the way she came across. Right. And
1: also, which we didn't touch on so much is knowing your Wealth Dynamics profile and we know that Bronwyn is high blaze energy, which is all about connection and people. And uh, and, and that comes through, obviously, in the work that she does, loving to coach and, and help people with their own property journey.
2: Yeah, I think she struggled. Uh, she said actually yesterday um, when I saw that um, she did struggle with the book because it's not a natural dynamic. Um, her her uh, husband, John, um, is much steelier than she is. And uh, he's also writing a book about his clipper journey in his seven Well, all the oceans of the world in one year, you know, that's incredible on your body and, uh, I don't know what it does to your balance and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, and she met him in every single port. So she didn't want to be on the sea, but she had a life sorted that she could really just take that as an adventure for herself. And wouldn't that be great to have a gap year to go to as many ports in the world that you care to and and enjoy that and still not suffer any decrease in your level of income. Mm. It isn't actually that hard, It just means you've got to do things consistently and put them in place. And I think because of combination of Herb Lay's dynamic and John Steele dynamic, I think they complement each other very, very well indeed. And they've done an outstanding job together. And and that's another point, Chris, that often we talk to people um, and people on our programs tend to be there on their own, don't they? Some come as couples, but it's really important to try and get the support, not just of Chris and I, not just of the... Facebook group, not just of the community, but also look close to home and try and see if you can get your spouse or loved one to be part of your journey too. It's really quite important to do that. And if they're not, at least, you know, they're supporting you in one way or another.
1: And coming back to the book as a piece of intellectual property that can help someone to build their wealth. And, you know, we've seen from what Bromin told us there that the education and experience must come first Now, someone listening who doesn't have a business, that education and experience could come from many different areas, couldn't it? Inside the job or even interests in your life, something that you simply know a lot about and are passionate about and are able to help someone else who wants to learn about that as well. I mean, that's the essence of IP, really, isn't it?
2: It is. I mean, you've got to have a story and a message that you think is worthwhile being shared. And Bronwyn's is definitely one of those and uh, definitely wealth building, we feel. Is a message worth getting out? We're both passionate about that, but somebody can be passionate about anything, and as long as that, as long as other people are interested, you know. We talked about uh, wasn't it Andy uh, recently on the podcast mm-hmm. when he was talking about building a Facebook group? I think he's getting some awards now um, for you know for uh, you know what he's doing in technology. You know, things are just working out really well, and that had nothing to do with anything other than really a reflection of the fact that he worked in the public sector. And um, once he'd worked in that, he got out of the rat race, and and then other people wanted to follow him, and uh, I think that's good too. But you have to to position yourself as a guide in a story that other people want to be in, which is the the way we kind of frame it, Chris. You you need credibility, and that credibility comes from creating authority. And if you think of the word author, you know that that's embedded in that word authority, and that's the key. And you can build that gradually. And you can almost, as, as Brahman would say, "There's a good book in everyone," and there is. Uh, begin as if you're writing a book, and start to keep some notes of the lessons you learn, the steps you've taken, and you know the insights that you've got, almost with a view to writing it. Whether you write it for yourself, uh, for for your own satisfaction, whether you write it to share with others, or whether you write it in in the long term, if you do create wealth, and we sincerely hope you do then you're going to leave an incredible legacy. And then you can keep these notes as a way to share with your next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that. And they can see the scribblings and the thoughts and the musings of somebody who was uh, on a very, very solid journey to build wealth. And you need to be passionate about this. And I think we meet a lot of people, Chris, where they say, well, I'd like to be wealthy. Yeah, but that's not a good enough reason. You need to be passionate about it. And when the passion hits, you're unstoppable, and and you can tell that that's the case with me. You can tell that's the case with you, and you tell that's the case with Bronwyn. And by the way, Chris, you know, um, talking about uh, being enthusiastic, sometimes people don't get their lights out; they keep them under a bushel. And I think you're one of those because when I was listening to Bronwyn talking about writing a book in Australia and John sitting next to her writing his book in Australia. I think I know somebody who took a little bit of time out to go to Portugal to to write a book. Isn't that right?
1: Well, I did, yes. And you and I both know it's not an easy task writing a book, right? And in fact, you're in the middle of just uh, finishing off another book right now, which, you know, hopefully you can share a little bit with us. But yeah, I took a week out a couple of years ago when I was writing my book. And um, I thought, yeah, no problem. I'll get it written in a a week. (laughs) And, um, you know, for anyone who's written a book knows that that's not easy to do. In fact, it probably took me the best part of the rest of that year to actually finish it off and and get it released. But, um, you know, that was a natural progression for me to write that book, which was sharing my own story of escaping the rat race and then having helped many other people to do that as well through the events and through my community, Escape the Rat Race that I'd built and my other podcast that I do, Escape the Rat Race Radio. So, um, yeah, I've been through that process of writing a book and tip my hat to anyone else who who has actually published a book because it's, uh, it's no mean feat.
2: And isn't, um, do we give a copy of your book away, Chris, or are you selling it?
1: Well, I mean, it, it is available on Amazon, of course, in the usual places. But for anyone who's joined the Wealth Builders membership, free membership site, then actually you can download a free copy inside of there, along with um, your first book, your first two books, Kevin. We've got Save a Fortune, which we've got the digital copy available. And we've also got the, uh, the uh, Seven Pillars Wealth in there. So there's three ebooks inside our membership area for people to enjoy if they'd like to.
2: Yeah, and the uh, the the one that I've just finished, Chris. Actually, I finished it last weekend. So um, I was burning a bit of midnight oil uh, because we've got i am um, I'm co-authoring a book with um, somebody who may not be known in um, in some circles, but definitely well known in the business coaching circles. A guy called uh, Brad Sugars or Bradley Sugars, and Brad Sugars is the founder of the the nationwide, actually the worldwide business called Action Coach. And we've got some of action coaches in our community, Chris, haven't we? And um, and he is a, well, I mean, he's a spectacular author. I mean, he just knocks books out really, really quickly. But he wrote a book which was published in America called The Wealth Coach. And um, when the owner of the franchise in the UK kind of read the book, took it all in and saw that many of the lessons that were in the American book were not directly applicable because tax laws and, and some of the language is different. And um, so this is a guy called Ian in the UK. And he asked me to collaborate uh, with Brad to kind of take the lessons and, and just shape them for a UK audience. So uh, that book's uh, now just being edited. So that will be out called The Wealth Code, So That will be out soon, probably uh, April, I think, um, when it's all said and done. And uh, we'll be launching that at a big event in, um, it's in Cardiff, I think, where I'm speaking to 2,000 business owners and uh, promoting promoting the book. So that's going to be a good one. And um, other things on the stocks as well, Chris. Because you know, I like to share. I like to not like to write. I find it a struggle. It's not my natural tempo, dynamic. I'm more creative. So you've been a great help to me, as I've said many times, Chris. So thank you for helping me get most of my IP out into the new program, which we're launching on the 30th of March. But uh, I think we said that about last podcast. So if anybody wants to know about our new program, they should just listen to the last podcast. Anyway, um, the other thing to mention about Bronwyn, actually, and, and just about book writing in general, is that you know most people don't make their money by the book sales. It's always good to have book sales, and it's nice to have you know re- recurring revenue or royalty. Revenue, but you know a book can support so many other things, which can be a good business. You know, so in in my case, the book supports a coaching business, and the book can support uh, if you're a speaker and you want to go out and speak. You know, and people can get a copy of your book, and you can sell your book. Your book can support you know many aspects of a business where you want to share some knowledge, and that knowledge builds your credibility. Then to deliver. Uh, a program, whether it's training, as I said, speaking or, or coaching, all of those things can coalesce and having the authority to be able to tell your story is a good thing. So I'd say, anybody take a moment and just even if you look, we're 2020, I think anybody listening on this podcast, Chris, could be, if they chose to be, big reason why, follow the lessons, do something every month, will be wealthy by 2030 latest. When do you want to write your book? Put a day in your diary, put a day in your thoughts to say, you know, I want to start making a note. There are plenty of people out there who can help you with structure. So it's not about doing that. That's the, that's an easier part because people know how to do this, but just start to capture some of your ideas. Start to see yourself as a guide in a story. All great stories have a guide or somebody in there. What's your message? What's your story? Try and get it out, and I'd be thrilled to hear that one of you or some of you have decided to, you know, make a commitment to write a book sometime in the next twelve months, two years, three years, and we can follow your journey and uh, give you a, an exposure, a, a platform on on Well Talk in the future when you know um, we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of more subscribers, and, and on that point keep leaving reviews guys we need
1: them absolutely yes if you enjoying our podcast do share it with one person just one person you think might enjoy listening to this and we would really appreciate that and, and i'm sure they would too and um i was just thinking when you were talking there kevin i think what would be really fun to do would be to put a post um i'll create one today in the wealth builders facebook community and actually ask all of our members who are in there we've got you know nearly 1500 members. Who's written a book, and who, after listening to this podcast, is now going to post and make themselves accountable to write that book in the next twelve months? I think that'd be quite fun.
2: That would be great, wouldn't it? To then have a a bit of a get together with, I mean, look, if it's fifteen hundred, let's say you know ten percent get off their arse, um, and we make find one hundred and fifty authors in our group, and then we do our absolute damnedest to help promote them and their businesses. And I'm willing to do that if we can get a hundred people. Right. That's, that's, let's say an outcome, Chris, 100 people to write a book in the next 12 months. And we'll, we'll spend some money and spend some time to help them get promoted and their expertise to get out there. And if it's relevant to wealth building, even better, because then, you know, we can actually partner with you. But if it's something else, you know, that's got nothing to do with wealth building, but it could be anything to do with anything that really inspires, motivates, and energizes you, then go for it and let us know that you going to make that plan what a great idea chris see these things come out of these podcasts
1: (laughs) they do so i'd like to finish off today by wishing bronwyn the best of luck with her book release this week building your dream life is out this friday so um i'm sure we'll be seeing lots of that online and good luck bronwyn
2: okay that's great and uh until next time chris and hopefully i'll see you soon i think i'm meeting you to do some Yeah, some video work later on in the week and I look forward to that. And thanks for your birthday wishes, Chris. See you.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.